You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. This week, we're joined by Michelle at MacRangers2 on Twitter to talk about the kids line and who the Rangers should use their call-ups on for the end of the season. Thanks for joining us, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about the Rangers. We, we're, we feel the same way each and every week, and we never get tired of Kyriakos and I. Oh, there's, there's much <laughs> to talk about, especially this season. Oh, my God, it's been crazy. Yeah, there's there's always something to talk about every week. There's we always try to pick like three things to talk about. But anyways, how did you get into hockey or rooting for the Rangers? Why don't you talk us through that? So basically, they've kind of been all my whole life. I live in New York City. I'm from the city. Um, so they've kind of just always been on. My dad's a fan. And then like 2014, they're making their cup run. You know, I started getting really into it. And being like oh this is fun of course playoff hockey like there's literally nothing like it she's like oh this is like actually fun like they hit each other they fight like what's this um so I started watching it more and more and then in the last like two years I've gotten like watching every game following like their prospect guys like you know getting more into that mm-hmm. uh and then I joined Rangers Twitter which is a whole nother <laughs> thing on its own August of last year because I was watching the play-ins but like obviously we're all in quarantine like I had no one to watch with so it's like let me let me hop on Rangers Twitter see what it's all about it's gonna was that a good idea or a bad idea I was just gonna ask the the Jerry's still out on that for sure (laughs) it it has its good moments and it's it's interesting ones for sure (laughs) yeah I mean we started our, our Twitter account for our podcast like a lot after um we originally had like our instagram and everything like like that and i was never on twitter so like i never got exposed to like all those like crazy fans (laughs) but i could tell you it's an experience (laughs) Uh, there's some like sorry there's some like great content on there like i laugh like i just tweeted the other day like the day tony d'angelo got waved i just scrolled and laughed for literally hours like it was so funny but then like you always have those like weirdos and like people that take it too far and twitter i mean it's the internet so you know people say whatever they want behind their keyboard so it could it's it's highs and lows on there i think the d'angelo thing the craziest thing was that that fan account that we still have no idea yeah oh my god that account is hilarious every every single tweet that guy made is about Mm d'angelo every like like even now it's just like yeah this team would be better off if d'angelo was still on it and i'm like wait a minute hang on a second it's been months now Mm -hmm. and you're still talking about it it's hilarious something's up with this guy (laughs) but uh anyways um 
we'll we'll get right into these topics. So again, we have four recalls per the NHL CBA due to non uh, injuries. So who would you use them on? I have a, I have a few, but you could go first. I mean, we all want to see Morgan Barron. Uh, he's have he has a pretty good pretty good year in Hartford, right? Yeah, pretty good so far. Really yeah, well. he's he's been really, really playing well. well. So I think I would definitely like to see him. Um, center is a position that we like need more depth in. He's he's a center, right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So definitely, like, why not experiment with that? Ex- especially as our playoff chances are like kind of going down. Yeah, as the season closes, I would really like to see Morgan Barron. Uh, see what he could do. Uh, Zach Jones is interesting. They just signed him, so like I don't know if they can. They're gonna like bring him right in and see what he can do. Uh, but that would mean I don't know who would be out then. Hayekers, I'd say. Yeah, Libor. Libor is interesting. He's an interesting. I think he's had an okay year, but I don't know. It's just the Rangers have so many defensive prospects that it's like I don't I don't see Libor being a big part of the the future here. So yeah, if we bump him to to see someone else, I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah, we've talked about him a lot. Like before the season started, and we were always like thinking like he was kind of the odd man out with all the guys we have coming up. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I've been surprised with his play this season. We were talking about it last week. Um, I think his skating ability is, is is amazing. I think he has really good skating ability, and he's gotten much better with the puck in the defensive zone. Um, I've seen him do much better than he did last year in terms of, like, his breakout passes and and just uh, handling the puck in his own zone. So um, even though that is the case, I think he might be the one getting the shaft. Um, yeah. Because it's also good to have guys like Brendan Smith in the lineup, too. He adds a little bit of grit. Um, has sure. that veteran presence so um, yeah I'd definitely like to see Jones in there at some point during the season um, I don't know if it's smart to to put him in right away but who knows this is good because uh, you know it, well if anyone else goes down to injury I mean again like I said it was for non-injuries but mm-hmm. you can put him on the taxi squad and I think you can manipulate it somehow but just having having them around just to soak in the culture it's good it's good Zach Jones is a good player. Even if he doesn't play any games this year, next year he might get a cup of coffee. And if not during the regular season for uh, preseason, we'll get to see what he looks like. So I would watch that. That's what, that's really, hockey's the only sport I would watch the preseason for just because I want to see the prospects. Not really going to watch baseball, <laughs> spring training, all 50 something games of it when there's 162 in the regular season. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, so you got Barron, you got Jones. Who else? Tarmo Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, like, we saw Tarmo for one game. He got a point. He played – I thought it was okay. Um, you know, obviously his first game, getting him a couple more games wouldn't be, like, the worst thing just to get him comfortable or even, like, get him, like, so other teams can see him and see what he can do if he's going to be part of a trade or anything. Yeah, it, he played one game and he didn't play much. I think he played, like, less than 10 minutes – in, yeah. in the game but he did look good and a lot of people on twitter are saying they're 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 just they're praising him left right and center they wanted to see him play mm-hmm. i mean he's got uh one point in one game yeah he's uh, one point per game let's go point per game player 
It's he's done. He's done everything he needed to do in Hartford to get that call up. So, um, and and you know, it it happens with with young teams like this. Like some guys just aren't able to get to showcase their abilities just because there's so much um, competition yeah. within the team. Um, and you saw that with Shesterkin too. Like before we called him up, he had an amazing season. Like he sh- definitely should have gotten called up a lot sooner than he did. But just because the fact that we had Longquist, we had Georgiev, we had these guys mm-hmm. in the lineup already. Like he, it, it was kind of like um, they called him up at the last possible moment they could. Um, but th- he definitely should have been called up earlier. So I think we might be running into a situation like that um, with uh, Tarmo. But um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think he'll get a couple more games in by the end of the season, to be honest with you. But I'm not too sure. Yeah, if the Rangers fall out of the play out of the the playoffs, like they're completely eliminated with like a couple weeks to go, look for those guys to get some opportunities. Jeff Gordon will want to see what they what they look like, even though it's not his decision to put them in the lineup. He'll hint at that he wants to see them by you know making a move to call them up. Uh, but if the Rangers are in the hunt down the stretch, it would be very beneficial to keep a guy like Brendan Smith in the lineup. Just look at what leadership and you know the older players have done for other teams like Toronto. I, I was talking to Kyriakos like a week ago about how Spezza and Joe Thornton are doing in on the Leafs and how yeah season they're having. Like mm-hmm. this year, this year I think the Leafs have it have what it takes to take the next step forward. They just traded for Felino, so that's even yeah. more leadership. That's important. Yeah. You look at Tampa Bay too. Last year when they had that the third line, it was with Coleman. Uh, Goudreau, and then whoever the other guy was. Maroon, Maroon yeah. Like, that. that's important. That's depth. For that's sure. And it could – I mean, it helps a team in the playoff push. And then also, if we're out of the playoffs, having one of those guys around, if you can keep them, they teach the young guys, you know. So, either way, I think you – know, exactly. I think it really helps. Especially defensively, I think Truba and Smith are both guys that – that take the young guys under their wing and kind of like show them the ropes. Super important. So we talked about, we talked about Baron and Reunion. Ty Ronning was another one that, that I, uh, I think might deserve a call. Um, I, I mean, don't know, I don't know much about him, but one mm-hmm. thing I do know is that his father played on the Canucks and he was on the team that the Rangers played in the finals in 94, Cliff Ronning, and he was a good player. But I think Ty Ronning's been in the, the Rangers system for a long, long time. And one year in, in juniors with the Vancouver Giants, I believe is his team, he scored like 60 goals. So wow. maybe, maybe, maybe give him a shot on like the third or the fourth line, see what happens. And if not, just whatever, it, it's fine because we have a, a lot of guys on the wing. Like you said, yeah. before, centers are a big, a big uh, um, thing for for the Rangers in terms of depth. And uh, another one that we actually interviewed him, Austin Ruschoff, Um They signed him uh, during the off season, and uh, he's he's a center. He's a big guy. He plays a lot like Brian Boyle. If uh, if you remember him, All right. yeah, yeah. Boyle is the best. We love <laughs> him. Uh, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know like too much about him, but I mean, like, like I said, especially if we're out of the playoffs, I mean, even right now, I'm this whole season, I've kind of been like, okay, shortened season, go full development. 
obviously they're Rangers, even though they're not like they're not a good team, but they got a lot of talent. So if obviously if you know you have a team like that that's gonna get close. Any any coach, you know, people harp on Quinn a lot. <laughs> fire Quinn fire Quinn train, but uh Are you on the fire Quinn train? I'm I I'm looking into buying a ticket. I'll I'll say <laughs> that. Like like it's not I understand like people's prob some people's problems with him. I think like people on Twitter they take it. I'm like it's everything. Everything he does, he gets like crucified for. But you know, I haven't heard him get any credit for Keandre Miller this year, who's been way ahead of schedule for at least most Ranger fans. I think this is true. Uh, are thinking he gets no credit for Booch, who's having a fantastic season, who didn't develop as well, obviously as we know under AV. Uh, Zabanajad has been, you know, back and forth, but he doesn't get any credit for putting him in it. He's an older guy, but putting him in a position to be who he was last season. I thought that that's crazy. That's a credit to Quinn. You know, Kako was a big problem with me with Quinn last year, but he's bounced back and had a good season. So, you know, you, you, there's definitely things he could do better. You know, jumbling the lines isn't my favorite thing, but I don't know. I think Quinn gets a, he gets a bad rep. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And we were talking about him extensively last week and it's like, it, there's there's things that every coach is going to do wrong right but like every you can't just like up and fire him just because of one yeah. little one I mean it might not be a minute thing it might be a big problem but like you you work on those things and you learn from them and I think he has he's learned from his mistakes and he's gotten better as a coach um and I think he's he's doing a a, a good job he's doing a, a job that the best job that he can I think yeah I think is is what I'm trying to say um but yeah, I'm me and Joey have never been on like the 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 slaughter Quinn train. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we give him the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes I question myself on it, but I yeah, think as as too. Ranger fans, you're always kind of impatient for things to happen. So um, that's why I'm kind of conscious of that. So I, uh, that's why I give him a little more slack because I'm like, look, we should be a little more patient here. Like, um, but yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah, and, you know, the the biggest gripe I have with him, again, the shuffling lines, right? You don't develop any chemistry if you're just moving players around. And the other thing that I've taken considerable notice in recently is the ice time for, like, Lafreniere and Kako and Hedl and the younger guys, Kravtsov too. But that one game against Washington, it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a matinee game. Within, like, the first two periods, Lafreniere only had four minutes of time on ice. And everyone let him have it on Twitter. Everyone roasted him, was saying, <laughs> oh, get rid of Quinn, get rid of Quinn. And he finished with eight minutes. He scored a goal in the third period. And then, like, ever since then, he's had more than 10 minutes of ice time, which is good. Like, 12 minutes, 12 minutes, 13, 14. Recently... The kids' line, like of uh, Heedle, Lafreniere, and Kako, have, they've been played a lot. It yeah, seem like it. Well, it seems like it that they're played like 15 minutes. But I checked the stats, and it's like they're on the ice for like 13, 12, 13 minutes. And I just think they're getting more shifts. Maybe, maybe they're not staying on the ice as long as like Panarin is, which would make sense because Panarin does 
uh, like to extend his shifts a little bit because he's a good player. Um, but I think Quinn gets no credit for, you know, giving the kids all that time. Um, like recently, Kako got double shifted a couple of times. I forget though, but I think that's a good thing that they're playing. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like, it's about balance, you know? So it it's easy for people to say in the beginning of the year, oh, play the more, play the more, play the more. But were they really producing? Like you have to, I know they're young guys, they're new to the league, but you know, you have to be getting some results. You know, this team is, isn't trying to lose every game. And, you know, I think now we see more as they're getting more comfortable. They're staying on that, say that kid's line is kind of staying pretty consistent. Uh, he's not jumbling that too much. Um, so as they get more comfortable with each other and in their own games, we're seeing not only them get a little bit more time, but they're producing more. They're playing yeah. really well. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's a reason why they're getting played more. And I think now I've noticed it a little bit more where, yeah, of course, those top guys are going to get more a little more ice time. But I think he's been rolling his lines a little better recently. And he's kind of been spreading the time on ice for each um, – each line pretty evenly to be honest with you and that's 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 not something to overlook like I was so when I was playing I was so this was maybe like my second year of playing travel hockey and I was on a double a team which is the middle in skill level so there's triple a which is the highest there's double a and then single a so I was on a double a team that year is my second year playing um, and we were playing like a really really good triple a team and it was just like an exhibition game but um our coach, the way our coach coached us that game was insane. Like we would, we would go out there 30, 30 seconds off straight off the ice, next line out there, 30 seconds straight off the, straight off the ice, next line out there. And it would wear down the other team and you, you couldn't give them a chance to, to get out of the zone. We would always have fresh guys on the ice, yeah, always sure. out of them in their zone. And we won that game. And, and that was a team that was much more skilled than we were. But just because we implemented that certain game plan, we were able to to undertake that challenge. So I think that he's been doing a great job with with the lines. And to be honest with you, I've never heard any fan base be so aggravated about time on ice than this year. Like it, it's such a weird thing to me. It's insane. They're they down to the second, the millisecond. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I guess people are fed up with losing. Listen. Don't talk to me about losing. I watch the Mets and the Jets for a living. <laughs> I've seen losing. Rangers, they may drive me nuts, but not the way the Mets do. No one will ever come close to how the Mets, you know, drive me insane. But I think, again, I like how you brought up, you guys brought up the point of, you know, rolling all the lines. And that's, what, that's the point I, I was making last week when we had our, our, um, our guest on. Um, we were talking about, you know, if you uh, roll all four lines instead of sticking to just the top two lines, instead of managing it like it's a game seven of, like, the, the finals or something, you know, like Kiriako said, it wears down the other team. It keeps you guys, everyone fresh, and it spreads out the scoring. So you're not going to get, like, I mean, Panarin's still going to get his points, but he's just not getting 25 minutes of time on ice. He'll get, like, 22 maybe. Or, or or 20 something something along those lines it just gives gives the kids something else to to some something more something that they could build off of for next year because next year you know they might be coming out with a fire under their ass and they might 
you know, come out of the gate firing on all cylinders. And that will be exciting. I really hope that's what happens. So I'm not really looking towards like the playoffs per se. I just want to see, like you said, the kids develop. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, getting them talk about getting them ready for next year. So like, like I said, as much development as we can right now. And I, I, you know, Lafreniere, we talk about him. It's so ref- obviously he's had a better year than Kako did last year. Kako had a really bad year last year, mm. but it's so refreshing to see. He's never not smiling. I love this kid. Alexi Lafreniere is always, he's like, even he doesn't have to score. He doesn't have to play the most thing. And he's smiling, laughing, hugging all his teammates. So I think, you know, just I think his confidence is is okay and will be okay as long as he we keep going on this track of, you know, just a little bit at a time, more and more and more ice time, more points. It'll all come together, I think. Lafreniere looks like he could be a future leader. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. It's way too early to tell if he could be a future captain because Kyriakos and I feel feel that, you know, Lindgren or Fox should be captain. Yeah, I could see. I could see either of those guys. But, you know, giving giving one of the younger guys a leadership role, that that gives some sort of identity. It has meaning yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole point of the rebuild is to build from the ground up, and you get that with younger players. And because you're building around younger players, they're the ones that have to lead for now and – say, in the future when there's more younger guys, you know? Yeah, like we see it with the Devils, right? Nico just got named captain, Yeah, right? Pretty yep. sure. So like, he's a young guy. And yeah. they're they're the youngest team now after the trade deadline. They're yep. officially the, the youngest team in the NHL, so. They're, they're, I think they're top five youngest teams since um, the expansion era. So That's crazy. They're a really, Devil? really young team, yeah. Wow. Um, and they've... I I personally love that move to make Nico captain. I think he's an extraordinary player. I think he doesn't get enough credit. Um, I, I, I don't know why. I just love players like that. A, a, a fantastic two-way center that has that defensive ability, but also can put the puck in the net and has a little bit of skill. Like, I love those players. Like, Kat Kaniemi is another one of those guys. Um, but, no, that I, I, I totally think that. Have a, have a captain with that group that you want to stick with um name one of those younger guys captain and roll with it you'll have that guy and that group for the next 10 15 years like obviously the core group um but i i like it i think it brings an identity to the team um it brings a sense of uh like camaraderie with the with the squad there i think i i honestly thought this year was the year to make a captain um coming into the season obviously everyone thought either Kreider or Benajad. And I was never really sold on either of them. Um, Kreider was always kind of uh, very inconsistent for me. And I never really kind of fell in love with his game. Although I love him as a, as a, as a guy, I think he's been great in the locker room for the Rangers. Um, but as a Benajad is another one of those guys, I think he hasn't been here long enough um, to kind of I, look, I, maybe he has, but like, I don't know. I, I think he's an older, he's an older player. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't be mad about him getting captain because I think he would do a fantastic job as well. But I want someone that can be there um, for the next like set of years. Yeah, I think Fox Fox would be a good captain. I think if they, I would be 
very happy with the if they name Fox captain, for sure. Yeah, either either him or or Lindgren. Lindgren's got to get an A at some point in this. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. It's definitely in the works. Yeah, like, I mean, he reminds me so much of Girardi in like the early 2010s, like under Tortorella. Mm-hmm. That guy Girardi was was the like one of the best defensemen that I I seen. He was very like fearless. Didn't care if. You know, the puck got stuck in between his yep. <laughs> Blocked the shot. He never got the credit, though, because he was always a defensive guy. Um, right. Like Klein, too. When we had him, he was a monster. Oh, my gosh, man. Klein is yeah. Kevin Klein? Yes. <laughs> One of the most <laughs> underrated trades in Rangers history. Yeah, literally. For Klein. sure. I yep. hated Delzato so much that year. I just <laughs> wanted to get rid of him. And I, I was like, I don't care what we get. Just trade him. He's terrible. <sighs> <laughs> and and then we got Klein. I'm like, okay, good, whatever. I don't care. Who, I don't know who this guy is. And then, and then he's he's forming a great pair with Stahl, scoring goals with half of his ear cut off to win games. <laughs> Klein was a great player. Yeah, he was awesome. Strawman was another one of those guys I love. Oh man, oh, I'm gonna start crying. I remember those guys. <laughs> those guys are the best. Strawman was a waiver pickup. Yeah, that was very under the radar. Um, anyways, going back to what we were talking about before, you guys mentioned that the Devils, after the deadline, they're the youngest team. They made a lot of moves, but the Rangers, on the other hand, didn't make any moves. The only trade was that Lemieux trade, which was a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him off to LA for the fourth round pick, which in my opinion was a good trade. Uh, they got good, good enough return back because Lemieux wasn't really doing much for us this year. And, uh, I, I, I guess he's just, Lemieux was just, like you know um a frequent scratch i guess you could say because uh you know he wasn't a lock in the lineup but with the rangers not making any moves are you surprised or or did you expect that um i didn't expect them to i thought if anything maybe smith would go somewhere maybe but i really wasn't expecting much i think you know they have all these young guys so they don't really need to, I don't think. You know, the Eichel thing, I with him being injured, right? He just he's having surgery now, so I I see that happening. If it happens for us, it happens down the road, like this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't too surprised if they didn't do anything. Do you think? Do you think that the Rangers are gonna try and trade for Eichel in the summer? I think they definitely call, um, and I think Buffalo. Like, I I don't see how they have any, you know, any like leg up in in the call. You know, they they can't really call the shots. You know, right? Because what because what do they have? Like, he, he, I can't see him wanting to be there anymore. I he's now he's injured. He's coming off an injury. So, but I think yeah, the Rangers definitely call asking about him for sure. Ask for sure. Yeah, I I I mean I like him. I. We we've talked about this a lot on here. Um, we both we both think he's a great player. Obviously, uh, it's just the return that Buffalo is asking for. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what it, you don't know what they're asking for. What we what people speculate they might ask for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's what. But I mean. does that go down now that he's you know he's having surgeries out for the season and depending on you know if he comes out and says hey like uh, Taylor Hall did. 
if he comes out and says, hey, trade me, like I'd be open to a trade, then, you know, they, they can ask for even less. And the fact that he's got $10 million, $10 million cap hit for the next however many years and everyone's tied up against the cap. Yeah. It's very difficult to, to fit that in, like without giving up something significant. Like the Rangers, if the Rangers got to, are going to trade for him, they're going to have to give up Strom. It has to. Yep. You have to give up Strom and you have to give up D'Angelo's contract or, or whatever. I think they're going to buy out D'Angelo over the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. I that. Um, but if you wanted to make a trade, why not throw in D'Angelo? I've, I've said that before, 50-point defenseman. Buffalo could use him. We have no yeah. use for him now because we got, we're stacked on, on, on the blue line now. Um, with the with the young guys in Truba and maybe Smith, if we want to keep him around for like a uh, like an extra year or two, who knows? But I I think with with that cap hit, it's a lot that you're that that they're asking for. So I don't think that they should trade him. I think they need to do a better job building around him. They have to mm-hmm. get better personnel because they got talent. They've drafted a bunch of guys that have potential, but. They're just not playing the way that they should be playing at this point in their careers. That's just how, that's how I would fix Buffalo. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been on that, that, that train for such a while now. <laughs> Buffalo, you're so stupid. It's, it's not that hard. It, it's, it's so like, the, just, it's just the culture there. It's just like, like very deep ingrained into like all the personnel, all the players. It's just a not good atmosphere for anyone to be in. And I think it starts with the management. I think, I don't know. They're, they're very like, you've seen it. I, f- I forgot who the coach was, but he came out and he was like, management literally told me to lose games. And uh, so they could tank. And it's like, when, when you're in an atmosphere like that, nobody's happy and nobody wants to play for a system like that. And I think it, it it's even though that it might not be true today that they're like trying to lose games, but it's still ingrained in, in the type yeah. of team that they are. And um, I don't blame Eichel for wanting to leave because Eichel is honestly like if he was playing on a good team right now, he would be a top 10 player in the league without a doubt. Like he's that good. Yeah. Um, it's just all about the situation you're put in. And I think if he, if he was able to play with this Ranger squad, I think he would be a, an amazing player. He would break records left and right. Um, but it, it all depends on if it comes down to the right situation, there's the right pieces involved in a trade back. Um, we have the cap space for it. If everything works out in a perfect world, like it would, it wouldn't happen, but I don't, I don't necessarily see it going that way. And think, yeah, with the, fun. with the trade deadline, like um, they definitely listened to calls and they definitely heard calls on players. I think Gordon even said that, um, but just nothing came around that he thought would, um, help his team moving forward. Like, yeah, you could have made lateral moves for sure, mm-hmm. but like it wouldn't have done anything for the squad, you know? I think the Rangers would be better off going for a guy like maybe Barkov in a couple of years in free agency. Yeah. Strom is good. I thought that too. Strom yeah. He's really still, he's, he's definitely a second line center. He, it's not, he's not lucky. You mm-hmm. can see when he plays without Panarin, he's still good. He makes the team yeah. better, makes the guys around him better. He's not lucky. He'll miss the, an open net every now <laughs> I, and then. And those jokes are hilarious. Yeah, but, no, they are. But I, he's solid. He's so, like yeah. it's so funny. Like some of the most obvious, like easy plays, he'll mess it up, 
But then he'll turn around and do something like great. I'm like, oh, this guy's he's fine as their second center. <laughs> right. So like it's 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 hilarious, honestly. I love Ryan Strom. The chemistry as with Panarin is great. It just works between those two. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. <laughs> I've been called, I've been, they it's been a while. Like they haven't they hadn't like officially made Strom butter until <laughs> like until I Kincaid. Kincaid's emoji. Kincaid's I, emoji. I'm like, all right, if Panarin is bread. Strom's got to be butter. I've been calling for that for like a year now. I'm like, why? Why is this not a thing? This has got to be a thing. This is- Kincaid came through for us. <laughs> is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? I I got nothing. Uh, I was just uh, gonna say follow at Mac Rangers too. Some for some thank you. Content. Thanks. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, of course. You thank you for you having did- me. You thought you didn't have anything of value to say on a Rangers podcast, Listen, but here you are. <laughs> I was like, I'm not specific. I do like on Twitter, I'm just like, I make some jokes. I make some fan cams, but I'm like, not, I'm not a stat. <laughs> like last week you had stat boy, Steven, like, come on. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the he was man. Great. He was great. <laughs> I called him the most rational Rangers guy. On <laughs> and they laughed. Everyone laughed at that. They were like, that's not possible. There's no rationality with me. Yeah, that's an oxymoron for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure there is. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Let's go, Rangers. Thanks. You too. Hopefully another shutout. Yes, we so shall now. see. The yes word. The game hasn't no, even I'm started sorry. yet. <laughs> no, I was so nervous last game. They, they went on the PK. I was like, they're going to score. They're going to score. <laughs> I really thought it was over. I couldn't even believe it was his first. I yeah, I feel like either, he right? he has one already. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this is his first. I was beyond happy for him. I saw one tweet. I forgot what it was. But I forgot who tweeted it. But they were like, I'm I'm kind of mad that he got his first NHL shutout before his first NHL goal. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I tweet it like every game. Him and Ryan Lindgren. I need the goals. I need the goals from them. Alrighty. All right, you have a good one, okay? You too. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who you are.